Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the tree is, is this the, the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that, that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you here? You we always look forward to that week because it was always intense. The man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My my, my favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys in the show, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because he's done on the war feet. Hey there, Marcus Dash here from Chief Concerns. Just want to comment and say Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for football, baseball, boxing, golf, and much more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chief Concerns, your post-game show. And right now we're celebrating a 27-20 win over the Minnesota Vikings at Minnesota and cover the spread. Uh, we covered both spreads. Actually, we covered the spread that opened up five and a half, and then we covered the spread that it finished at like three and a half or whatnot. But huge game. Um, obviously, a lot to talk about. Um, JD will be joining us shortly, and uh, here he is right now with perfect timing. JD, perfect timing, buddy. <laughs> hey, brother. Hey, brother. How are you doing? Good, good. How's 27-20 win, JD. We covered both spreads. We covered the spread it opened at at five and a half, and we covered the spread that it finished at three, three, three points or three and a half points, depending on where you got it. But Huge win. I mean, we're talking at the end of this game. It's like obviously they have their own questions. The, the the clock management, the whole timeout aspect, that the way they handled the timeouts that that second half was just dreadful. But nonetheless, defense our defense closed it out in the second half. Um, it helped that Justin Jefferson was off the field. But hey, that's football, right? Um, so obviously, lots to talk about. Um, and the the first topic that I want to talk about, the one that kind of uh, was a big thing that's been kind of a common theme going back to last year and talking about the early parts of this year, special teams. You made a big tweet about it during the game, and I thought that was something that need, needed to be addressed as far as you talk about penalties, and not just special teams alone. We, we had 10 penalties throughout the game, and when you start to get past the number five penalties throughout the game, that's when you know stuff's not, you know, it's, it's not, something's not right. Uh, but you got the, the, the what do you call it, fair, fair, fair catch interference on special teams. Mm-hmm. Then you got the fake punt, which – but the, the crazy thing about that is our defense was in on that play and still couldn't even make the stop there. Um, so, JD, uh, what are you seeing when you when, when you saw the special teams today? What was your what was your thoughts on on that whole thing? You know, me me being a, a special teams coach is frustrating. You know, and and to me, uh, these are penalties that shouldn't be happening. It just they shouldn't. Uh, you, you can't be in one phase of your game can't be so bad that it, it hinders you or puts you in a position. Well, they, and, and actually, because of the penalty, because of the first down off the fake punt, it kept them going in that drive to score a touchdown. That's what they ended up doing. And so it kept them in the game. And you you don't want to be uh, that part or that element of, of, of the team that is 
like I said, is the Achilles heel. You just, you just don't want to be. And I'm, I'm sitting there just shaking my head. These things shouldn't happen. I mean, it's not – how do you not know uh, just awareness about where the ball is, you know, on the return? It's getting your head up. It's like little things. It's just it's, – it's really little things, tedious things that you know that you should be doing uh, a better job at. And you know fourth and, and one, fourth and two, they're going to go for the fake punt. You know it. That's where you play punt safe. You keep the defense in because you're strictly looking to make sure they don't run the fake punt. And lo and behold, they ran it. So I just, to me, man, I, I absolutely hate it. And I told you, I'm going to go back to drinking. I, I gave up drinking. <laughs> I, I was I was ready to go pop me a bottle or something. It, it was ridiculous. I, I, seriously, man, just absolutely infuriated me uh, just watching that, man. But seriously, that's, that's how I feel about it. That's how I feel. Uh, Taja, what were your thoughts on it? Because everyone was going nuts about it on, online. I made a comment about us just not being ready for that, and then people, someone jumped down or or, or, uh, or mentions was like, "Oh yeah, well our defense wasn't there, um, so uh, sometimes teams just play better than you." It's like, well, I mean, fourth and two, especially when you're in that range, and, and O'Connell's known for going for. It. He's one of those um, the analytical type guys where, especially you're in that in between range where it's like you know you probably better off going for it. That's just something that like what like you said, punt safe. I mean, you. you you know that 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 there's a chance they're going to do that, and, and obviously teams want to go for go for a fourth down when they're playing the Chiefs. You kind of have to be involved with that, you know. Yeah, you kind of have to be. You're gonna have to know what's coming, and now that's a Tobe thing. That's just special teams not being ready, and it's just like just it's it's the common thing every week that we're talking something about special teams. Special teams is off here and there. It's just that's just it continues to be a thing. But Taja, what were your thoughts when you when you saw that? Um. It's funny, the outside guy had a chance. I forgot. I didn't see who it was. I didn't replay that that uh, fake punt. But the outside guy looked like he had a chance, but he was taking such a wide angle trying to get to the actual punt. He had no idea it was even a fake punt. And that and the and the uh, the runner took the – was it Powell did that? Who was who took that? that uh, I think it was Powell, yeah. Or Osborne. It might have been Osborne. Yeah, either way. He took the inside on that. It was it was just – it was easy at that point. Um, so it could have been just been a miscue by the player. It might not have been a – uh, tell a problem. Um, as far as penalties, it's funny. Like in that first half, for the positives are we had ten penalties. Seven were in the first half, so it looked like we got over that and got a little more discipline as the game went on. So that's good. Most of them were in the first half. And the uh, last one was the offsides at the end. That um, the tenth one was the offsides that when we we didn't we didn't yeah, run back exactly. So really, well, I was gonna say we had two legit ones, but you know, Snead probably should have been called for the helmet. Ooh, yeah. Um, so really, we we, did, we got three. We got three good one way or the other. Uh, it, it was it was it was meant to be, I guess you could say. Um, it's funny in, in that first we got a string. We got like three like pl- three penalties in there. I think we got like three or four on one drive. Right, that one defensive drive. I, I started writing notes to myself. Got to do that during games now. Nerd like that. Um, I said it almost seems like everyone's got such a like eagle eye on any call the chiefs get it's almost like you know uh, officials are allowed to make um mistakes on every game except when it benefits kansas city if it benefits kansas city then the nfl is rigged if they make mistakes on any other game then you know nfl just makes mistakes it happens people are fallible um but it seems like people go off after the game so much that i i just get this sense at least as a fan i'm a kansas city fan so i'm biased right but I always get this sense when I'm watching the next game after a lot of like social media talk about how we get so many calls that the refs like 
they swing the pendulum the other way. We get like every single call against us for like a while until it's like, did you learn your lesson now? Uh, uh, do, do you guys believe that the NFL is not rigged anymore since we called a bunch of crappy penalties against the Chiefs for the first half <laughs> of this game? And then they relax again. It's like, okay, now we could be normal again. It just seems like they pick on us after like a big win where there's a controversial play. It's the NFL, man. There are controversial plays all the time. I'm just getting tired of the calls, the makeup calls to make up for a mistake they made last week. Uh, Juwan Taylor for the first four weeks, what they were doing to him. It just, I'm tired of the vendettas. I'm, I just let us, at one point, I was just like, and the next penalty was against them, was against the Vikings. I was even like, dude, just play, just play football. My gosh, there's been so many penalties in that game. Um, what, like 14 for the game? It's just too much. Uh, that's pretty much my thought on the penalties. I, I just, I, I'm just tired of seeing them. I'm tired of the makeup calls. I'm tired of being picked on. Um, I know no one gives a crap because we're the Chiefs, so that, that's okay. Uh, Chady, uh, ten penalties. Uh, what are your thoughts on overall the the officiating of the game? And then, what do you think of the 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 call they picked up at the end, which I already saw people going nuts online about how the Chiefs get away with another one. I mean, I, I didn't think it was a bad call game at all. I thought I thought they did a pretty decent job officiating uh, the game. I really did. Um, yeah, he should have got the, the 15 yards of taking his helmet off, uh, rightly so. But as far as uh, it being uh, pass interference, absolutely not. Then it was a, it was a great call to pick the flag up because there was no way he was going to be able to make a play on it on that ball. It just wasn't. And so they made it. They made a tremendous call on that one. So I don't care if it was the Chiefs. I don't care who it was. You know, if I'm looking at something and I'm, I'm being objective, right, I, I, I'm not doing it because of the Chiefs, but I know at the end of the game when you're sitting there you're watching something like this, uh, you know when it's a call. If it's over his head or if it's not a, a good call, I, I'll call. If I see something on our guys, I'll call them. I'm like, oh, that's holding. Or, yeah, like, oh, it's passing interference. I don't mind making that call. You know, I'm, I'm not so uh, beholden and loyal to the Chiefs that I'm just going to sit there and just say, oh, no, this, no, man, absolutely not. So I think there was right call at the end. I think the, the refs did a great job as far as calling this game. I don't think they, they did anything as far as coming in to, to make a decision uh, toward the end, uh, you know, to determine what the game was, the outcome was going to be. So I didn't have any problem with it, man. I have any problem with it whatsoever. Um, I'll tell you what, though. I, I, let, let, let me say this. Because I know sometimes we, we kind of went into and in, in, in talking – uh, at least I seen online that, that some people just didn't really like some of the play calling. I thought Spags and 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 and, and Andy they called it a brilliant game. I think they did. You know, as far as balance wise, I was you know we was tweeting about bringing the pressure toward the end, which I think that we should have done and we did. You know, which made the Aaron throw like it should have, right? And I think we should have did that on the first fourth, the fourth fourth down play before they scored a touchdown. I think it was like fourth and two. We didn't we didn't. Uh, or fourth and I forgot what it was, but it was a fourth down play. We should have brought it before they had scored the last time, the last uh, touchdown. Uh, JD, talking about just just the penalty aspect, not if the officiating was good or not. Um, and I and I think some of those calls on that, on that one drive, the first half, where there was like three in a row or whatnot, some of those were, were legit. Um, yeah, I, I think they were all legit, really. Um, but looking at Andy Reid's team in the, during the Chief years. We haven't really seen a team that, that gets penalized as much as this team does. And is this something that – is this a lack of discipline? I mean, what, what, what is this? Because this is usually when you see a lot of penalties for a team, these usually are teams that don't make the playoffs. It's it's unusual for a successful team to get as many penalties as we are, as we've been seeing recently. Does that kind of scare you or concern you in a way that we are getting seeing a lot of penalties? No, 
I, I think because of the, the amount that we've seen early in the in the year, the first few games, I think it's it's kind of uh, magnified more so than anything else because it was we had uh, Jawan Taylor who was making you know getting a lot of the penalties called because of his alignment and whatnot uh, was that that was a problem. Uh, today, I think someone was just boneheaded. Some of the stuff that was just kind of stupid, you know, hands to the face, different things like that of that nature. Uh, but I, I don't really see anything as far as it being undisciplined. Um, you know, guys get that corrected, but you just know you just in certain situations can't make bow-handed calls and different plays like that. And so, uh, you know, it hadn't been, like I said, Juwan Taylor, he fixed his stuff. So now if you had to go back to somebody else saying, well, look, this guy's getting too many calls, then you, you know how to correct that as well. And Andy will do a good job with that. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, we talked about last week the receivers, and uh, this week – we did a good job of getting our guys involved. Obviously, one one I'll name one guy, Justin Ross, a guy we've been I've been barking for <laughs> for pretty much all offseason. JD, I think you get annoyed sometimes how much I bring up Justin Ross. I try to sneak him into a topic, <laughs> but hey, he came out had that one great grab, had two drops, but he came in and, and looked looked great. Ten different guys caught a pass today. I just think that's amazing how we're spreading it around. And it just look like everyone, which we were just getting everybody involved, and I just I, I love that Ross getting it. Watson had an amazing grab, which probably probably the catch of the year so far in Kansas City, at least from our uh, plays and stuff. But um, what do you make of what you saw from the pass catch today? They've been under the microscope. Everyone's saying, "Oh, the Chiefs are." You know, let's take a look at take a pause on the Chiefs. They don't have a receiver over there, and it showed today that we have the depth in the room, and it showed everyone stepped up today. Uh, yeah, a few drops here and there, but like for the most part, what did you think of what you saw from the wide receiver group? I think I think they did a great job. I think the young guys came in and stepped up like they should have. I think they they kind of came in. Justin Ross. I mean, what about that guy coming in and making a catch up top? You're talking about the, his 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 length and his athletic ability, and then all of a sudden you he displays it. It's like, well, how come we haven't been doing this before? You know, that's the question. And then obviously, you know, Rasheed Rice making the touchdown and him maybe to body people up. That's to me, that's exactly what you're looking for uh, to, to guys make plays. Those are playmakers. And so, yeah, you know what? In the game, there's going to be drops. I mean, Justin Jefferson has several of them today. So the thing is, drops drops occur in in every series of the game. It doesn't matter. But as far as their play, I think they did a, a, a pretty good job stepping up. And the thing was, because we didn't quite know what they were going to get because everybody was worried about Kelsey coming back. Was he not going to be able to come back? They, they didn't quite know. Uh, but, you know, I, I think I put a tweet out there. It's like, okay, everybody just refocus. That's what, it, that's what it's all about. But I think a lot of it had to do with also, too, Patrick Mahomes playing a much better job today. He had a much better game. He, he took what the defense gave him. He checked the ball down, threw the ball, got out of his hands quick. He did a much better job. And so what that does, it, it creates opportunities. It gets like the fast, uh, quick game going. So that's all you ask. That's, that's all you ask. Every time you're looking to throw something down the field, where well, these guys are still learning how to, to work in zone against man and get open to uncover, you know, that's – you can see the difference between Travis Kelsey, how he handles it, and the younger guys. Night and day. It's night and day. But because Travis has been playing with Patrick for so long, they're on the same page and wavelength. These younger guys are going to take some time to get there when it's, you know, down the field, extended with your legs, now getting open. Because, you know, still doesn't quite understand. We've seen that with MBS. MBS has only been there for two years. Stops running in the end zone, right, for the one ball. And Patrick's sitting there like, dude, it's a touchdown to you. Why would you stop running? And he really didn't say anything, but you can see the frustration in his eyes. Yeah. 
Um, we have a question here before we get to you, Tasia. There's, there's a question here from our guy, ARG and KC. Also, Micah, I know you were loving that uh, Justin Ross stuff, one of our biggest uh, Justin Ross guys on our uh, channel. Um, but, J.D., great question here. Are we spreading more because Mahomes played better today or were the wide receivers getting open? Did you see more separation more than you had had in the last few weeks? No, just like I said, man, I, I think it's a little bit of both, but it, but it was definitely because Mahomes was, was playing better. He was. He spread it out more because he was doing a much better job taking what the defense was giving him. And so when you when you make decisive decisions about what it is that you want to do with the football, get the ball out of your hands quick, uh, then it makes everything easier. It makes everything look clean. It makes it look the eyes like they're open, right? Because they are initially from the very start, but Pat just got to be the one to facilitate that. He's got to make the throws. Yeah. Uh, Teja, no. Draft show, pre-draft, talking with you. You were the biggest Rasheed Rice guy. You told me about him. I, and I'm the college football guy between both of us, but you yeah. were all over Rasheed Rice. And I was like, who's this Rasheed Rice guy? You're like, dude, you got to get him. And then we draft him, and look, I'm sure you're loving it. But what did you think of um, spreading the ball around the way we have, and what did you make of some of the young guys stepping up today? Before I get to the spreading around, <clears throat> we have to give credit to someone that's gotten a lot of crap from Kansas City media, certain Kansas City media, and even us on the show. It's Justin Watson. More than more than half the games, he's had like a big, maybe the biggest receiving play of the game. Yeah. Uh, and it happened again. Like that was a huge bailout. He's had a lot of bailout catches this season. Um, I, I think we're we're we'd be slaying him if he was playing like shit. So I want to give him credit that he's you know Absolutely. hitting it. Um, um, he was you know I, I see the catch and I see that's him. I mean, be honest, I'm. I'm not always – I'm excited. I'd be way more excited if it were, like, obviously Ross making that catch. But I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Get it, Watson. Like, I don't give a crap who catches it. 85, 8, 6. I don't care who it is, man. Make the catch. So, I'm like, yeah, dude. I mean, hey, they keep putting him out there for a reason. He probably does this in practice all the time. Like, he does it in games, too. He's he's a gamer, man. I, I got to hand it to him. He's, he's, he's all effort. And he, he, he hits it. Um, more notes I was taking during the game. Just we – I think we just have to get used to it. Uh, it. It might take us longer because we were so spoiled by Tyreek Hill's individual output and statistics, watching that for years. We just have to get used to have not having a guy at receiver. Um, I'm, I'm starting to get more used to it. I look at the box score. I don't see a seven catch or 160 yard guy anymore. Um, and that's fine. Like I, I'm, I'm okay with that. It, now the upsides are, and JD, correct me if I'm wrong. The upside, main upside would be it's advantageous over the defense because the defense doesn't know who to zero in on. They don't know who's going to be our target. Who do we game plan for the most? Who's going to be the guy this week? I think you have to Sky Moore, you have to Rasheed Rice. Um, the disadvantage, I guess, would be when you're trying to bring along so many young guys, I think it'll just take longer to bring them all up to speed. Like they keep saying, wait till Rice gets up to speed. But the thing is, like Rice is not a normal situation where Rice is on a really bad team getting funneled targets by his rookie quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, uh, um, like Tank Dell, for instance. Tank Dell is getting fed targets. He's going to be brought along faster. If Rice gets like four targets and three catches a game, sure, it's encouraging. But he's it's going to take him a lot longer to be uh to, to come up because he's not being relied upon, and, and that's fair. I like that for him to a certain degree because then he doesn't feel like he has to be our savior or be our hill. There's a bunch of guys here who are high picks. Why do I have to be the next guy, right? Um, so there's good and bad to it. 
Now, if Kelsey were to miss time or if he ever gets injured, we, we, we brushed that by that twice at this point, then we might see more of an uptick in a, a certain guy asserting himself and being that, that guy. Right. But as it stands right now, we just have a lot of guys. Um, next time I'm in Vegas, I'm going to look, I've looked in sports books. I can't find this anywhere, but next time I'm in Vegas, I'm going to look and see if we can, if there's a bet where you can get like five guys to catch like two balls. Cause uh, I would love to do that with our team. Cause we have so many guys that catch a couple balls and it's awesome. And they're, they're very bankable guys. Um, but yeah, it's not as fun when you when you want a guy to blow up. But I like the overall anyone can do it at any time thing. Yeah, well, but the, you know the thing is when when you have things like that, uh, that's why I wasn't really worried about when Kelsey was supposedly not going to be able to come back, uh, is because we do have capable guys. Uh, and I look, I, I, I'm I'm a huge Tank Dell guy. I was I was one Tank Dell coming out. I yeah. really was. He, he fits our scheme. He, he's exactly what we we need in our offense. And that's why Rasheed Rice, to me, was, was a bigger receiver. And I'm just like, okay, uh, are we going to utilize a big body like this, a guy that has this type of skill set? Uh, and so what I do like about it is when a guy like this keeps showing up, uh, then you do feed him. Then you reward him. It's the same thing with with uh, with Justin Watson. You know, he's making big plays, man. He's balling out of control, man. I, I, I stood up in my – look, I got up. As soon as he made that call, I said, man, somebody decided to come out here to play today. And Justin Watson said, why not be me? And so the reason he's getting the plays is because he's consistent in some of the things that he does. They trust him. And that's how it is. It works with Andy and all the coaching staff. Is they're going to make guys, they're going to let guys play that they trust, that they feel like is consistent. And so Justin Watson, people love him or hate him. I don't care how it is. If the guys out there making plays, add a boy to me. Right? Yeah. Pure, pure, pure and simple. So Look, I'm always rooting for everybody who's out there on the, on the squad. I don't care if you're the, the first or the eighth guy or the seventh, the seventh receiver. That's how we have, right? I don't yeah. care who it is because it, we we know we, we learned this from last year. And like you said, just because we don't have Tyreek Hill and because of his volume, we seen what it was going to look like last year when he had MVS and Juju and all those different guys, and he was going to pepper around to different people. And so the thing is, really, it's all about PM15. That's what it's all about. Guys just had to get open. They had to just do their job and let 15 get the ball to you. That's what it's all about to me. And, you know, if Gray comes in, he does a great job. He'll run certain routes, you know, yeah. that, that Kelsey is going to be able to do. But we know Kelsey and, and, and PM15 have, have a, a very special rapport. But the thing is, PM15 could get those guys better by the things that he does with his legs and with his arms. That one throw to Rasheed Rice was on point, it was perfect. It was like a perfect ball. I remember they did the replay. I'm like, man, can you get a prettier ball than that? I mean, the one he threw to Justin Watson, uh, Justin Ross, same one. It's just right there in the chest. You know, it's like, dude, just catch the football. That's all you had to do. Pat's gonna give you something that you can catch. You just had to be able to do it. Just keep performing. But uh, I love yeah. that fake screen where he kind of did a fake to Kelsey and then looked off, and then him and Kelsey ran together. That was like my favorite play of the day. I think that was sweet. That was that was so that was so great, and just they them two right there, just making a play, man. They're making a play. So that that to me is is what you know, what what brings so much to the table when Kelsey is in there, right? And not only that, because I, I want to bring this point up too, because his presence alone coming back at halftime, where guys have seen him, and I'm just telling you from a player standpoint, when you have your guy, your baller that everybody looks to, 
to lead, to make plays. It's important for those young guys to see that guy make that the type of sacrifice that he made, right? Getting hurt and coming back in. And if, if, if they, everybody's not sitting there saying, man, he's a tough son of a gun, why am I not doing it? How come I'm not doing my job? Then I don't know what else it's going to take to get guys going. I just don't. Because him alone, just being on the sidelines, even thinking about he's coming in, like guys in their mind, they're thinking like, this is the warrior that everybody's been looking for, that we, we got to get his back. We have got to be that guy. We have to. We got to yeah. pull our own weight. That was so, so vital at halftime when them coming out at the half. Because I'm going to be honest with you, man. If, Patrick, if, if, if Travis Kelsey doesn't come back out there, he doesn't show up, I don't know if we win this game or not, to be honest with you. I mean, the morale of what that, that shows and what it signifies is huge. I'm telling you, man, I'm, just for a player standpoint, it is absolutely huge. That's yeah. what they mean when they say 70 or 80% of some guys are better than 100% of other guys. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's part of it. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Do you think, obviously, he, he was, they, they show the clips of him trying to run back on the field and like, no, 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 come back, come back over here. Do you think they made it a point to pepper him with targets second half? I mean, right away, he came back in the game. It was target, target, target. The game, he, he led the team in catches and targets uh, today. Um, he usually does. But, like, it, it felt like there was more of, like, an emphasis, like, yo, we're going to get Kelsey the ball. Whereas in the first four games of the season, you hadn't really seen a big-time emphasis of get Kelsey the ball. It seemed like when he came back from that the second half, they just were force-feeding him the, the ball, J.D. Well, you, you can't pretend that, he, you know, that he's okay if he don't show it. So him coming out, running on the sideline, running out there like he did, okay, fine. If you're okay, we're going to just make sure. Let, let, let you get your legs back where you need to, right? Let's, let's let the medicine work the way it should, okay? Let that, let that all happen the way it should, all right? <laughs> get back out here. Let's throw the football to you. So I'm sure, you know, maybe the vitamin T might have got, I don't know, might you know, might have had a salmon in there doing a Mr. Miyagi on the red you know, <laughs> leg or something, man. But whatever it was uh, – you know, you got to make sure uh, you do get him involved because it shows it shows the defense, too, that you didn't destroy this guy. You know, he looked like he was hurt. Hey, guess what? He came back. Justice Jefferson didn't. You see what he did to him, too, right? I mean, he was like, oh, OK, hey, well, shoot. Now we got to rely on this guy, these guys. Right. And, and, and rightfully so, man. It just when your star is out of the game, man, that is tough. That is tough just to hurt your confidence when you see that. Think about it. How many movies do we see, okay, that the old warrior, the hero, and you think he's dead, right? And he's just hurt. And all of a sudden, you see him stand up on his sword. And you just know, like, this sucker's giving everything, okay? And all he does is he just motivates everybody else to come out there and just give it their all. I mean, that's what it was for today, Travis Kelsey. That's what he's bringing to the team. That's what he's showing these young guys, how to be a professional, what it means to play when you're hurt. All those good things, man. It, it, that's that's what football is all about. Football is all about that. I just, you know what? I, I kind of thought it was funny because uh, when I heard the commentator say certain things like that, I'm like, dude, there's plenty of guys that do that. And I don't know if the young dudes do that, but in my my day and age, guys are going to have with broken legs and stuff like that. It, it didn't matter. <laughs> so those were those are the guys that are uh, that you talk of old. You know, that's that's guys that you have stories about, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so bravo. Uh, remind me of uh, JD you talk about like old, you know, old movies and stuff. Kurt Russell, Best of Times. Remember they're they're getting they they, they redo the state championship game. 
They're getting their asses kicked in the first half of the game. Then second half comes. He hasn't come out for a while. Then he comes out with the, the old white cleats that he used to have on back in his uh, prime. They come out and they end up winning the game. <laughs> that was Kelsey coming back out of the tape with, with his uh, ankle all spattered up. <laughs> yeah. Um, a couple of thoughts on what you said, too. I, I uh, They need to do something about that turf. Because, I mean, I, I, I don't know how Jefferson's gone this long without hurting that having that same injury two in one game, very similar of like the same type of ankle, like little ankle clip like that. Um, dangerous. Uh, it shows how tough he is. My other thought was it was nice. I mean, as a Viking fan, I'd be happy about the way Addison and Osborne stepped up in his, and their in his absence. And even for a little bit, Hawkins, it was out too. Um, again, it goes back to in a situation where your main target hog is out. Your other guys, you know, got to start to learn how to become, you know, step up and, 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 you know, take some more responsibility. It's like giving your kid allowance, right? You know, you, you give your kid allowance or you're supposed to, right? Uh, I'm, I'm not a parent. JD, you are. So you can tell me. When you start giving your kid allowance, it's, it's to teach him some res- responsibility with money and teach right. him how to budget. But you can't, I mean, like, they're not going to do much with a buck. You give them a quarter, how are they going to budget that? You have to give them something that's worth budgeting, right? So they can't do much with two targets a game. You have to get like five or six a game. Then they can do something with it. You're like, okay, now he deserves more. Now let's give him like 20 bucks a month. Well, let's give him like, you know, $100 a month. No, not really. But that's too much. <laughs> well, the thing, the difference is because, you know, when Addison, you know, in his draft uh, pick where he was at, we know he's a pretty good receiver. We know we know yeah. he's a good receiver. And so to me, it makes sense that you was going to pepper him. When, when I'm looking at the targets – the first few games, they had six, the first five, eight, one, and did nine tonight. So it, that's not uncommon for a guy who's a first-round pick as a wide receiver. He was probably one of the best ones in the, in the business, right? So uh, at least coming out of college, he was. So, uh, but, yeah, no, nah, it, it, it it's good to know that you do have guys that can fill in when, when your star is down, right? So, um, but, yeah, but that, that – that, that still <laughs> – it was something still one or four. So I know <laughs> you say bravo. It's something to say. Hey, they got to find something. They want to find something to hang on to right now, man. Because it's looking mm-hmm. mighty bleak up there in Minnesota. Mighty yeah. bleak. And if the Jets keep winning, you might see the Kirk Cousin rumors still that they're still floating out there. If the Jets keep winning, they're in contention. Uh, and I, I don't believe this whole Aaron Rodgers is going to come back from the Achilles injury. He's going to be the first person to come back in a couple months from an Achilles injury. No, but I mean, Kirk Cousins could be something if they are, if they continue to lose and Jets continue to win. Um, but talking about the targets, uh, just looking at it again and the catches, this is the uh, this will be the fifth game of the season where MVS had two catches or less. He had one catch for 12 yards in this one. Uh, Sky Moore, two for 11. Um, combining for three for 23, where our, our young Bucks, uh, Rice and Ross, combined for six for 61. Um, just, I mean, and these are guys. Rice and Ross, obviously, their, their first years of getting actually game time action. One's a rookie, one's a second year guy. But JD saw saw some people because there are, there are there there is an anti Justin Ross sentiment online. I know people shouldn't be rooting against players, especially on our team. But there is an anti Ross sentiment. I think I saw someone say drop two targets. Uh, he's gonna be in Andy's doghouse. He's uh, he's he's gonna be uh, on the sidelines. We won't be we probably won't be seeing him much of him next week. What do you think about that, JD? We we, we talk about having grace for some of these young guys who are starting to get their bearings in the league. What do you what do you make when you hear that kind of stuff? Man, people will fight and scratch and crawl for everything to be right. That's all that is. And mm-hmm. that's it. They want to be right on the guy. Okay. And they will defend it till their death. 
And, I, and, and nobody's going to be like, yeah, you know why I was wrong. And a whole lot of people in the world is going to be able to do that, especially now. They don't want, they don't want to admit those things, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, look, like you said, you're supposed to root a guy on because he plays for the Chiefs. I don't care if if you did drop two. You know, the guy came in and performed today. And if you want to get on some people, you know, you could talk about, you know, MVS and all those other things if you want to. But to be honest with you, I, you know, I'm just – I always want to encourage. Like, I want to encourage MVS, dude. Like, you got to do a much better job, period, okay? Young guys like like Ross and, and, and Rice, those guys, I'm expecting mistakes. I'm expecting them to still grow. That's part of the whole process, right? And so – I don't worry about that, man. You know, people gonna have something to say regardless. It don't matter. It's always like that. There's nobody in the room is gonna high in our receiver room is gonna high point a ball the way Justin Ross did. I mean, that that's one especially he brings something that other guys in the room don't have, and that's the, the that that catch is so pretty. Um, we have a question here from Douglas Stockwell, uh, just talking about offensive weapons. Uh, thoughts on Pacheco continuously underused or given the right amount of snaps. It felt like we went to him a lot in the first half, first quarter specifically, then kind of went away from Pacheco. What did you think of the usage today, guys? I mean, I'm going to say one thing before you go, J.D. Yards for carry, that's one of his worst games for having such a large – because usually when he gets going, he's even better. Uh, For double-digit carry, 16 for 55 is one of his – yards for carry-wise, one of his worst games. Hmm. Go ahead, J.D. Uh, all I was gonna say is I, I, I think I think he got a, a good share of the of what he should have done. Uh, he's still not strong in in pass blocking. You know that that is uh, his his weak point. Uh, we've seen that. It was one of the ones where Patrick got kind of sandwiched in between the guys. Mm. He's just not where he's just not in his setting his feet. But I think he got he got some good. You know he got some good looks. I think I think it was a good balance today with him. You know because. What you what you never had before was really almost a a, a four minute back where you can actually hand the ball out to him and him actually getting yards and that's what that's what is so promising seeing him do is actually getting the two the three the four hard yards right we didn't have that before we, we couldn't see a guy back there doing things like that you know it was one hit going down or just getting in the pound and it was wrapped up so it's always good because you you can see the balance you can see. Uh, you know how he just the fierceness he's just he's just fighting with it he's playing with that the play's not over and it helps linemen because linemen come in and he get to absolutely undressed defensive players standing around the path. I see Donovan Smith come in and hit somebody today. I was like, oh my gosh, I know it. <laughs> I know it did. You know, I mean, he, he the dude, he hit the dude so hard. The guy yeah. just laid on the ground, looked at him like, man, like, did you really have to hit me like that? <laughs> Donovan and Trey are the best at nailing a pile. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. I love it. I absolutely love it. You never want to be on the receiving end, man. But that, I mean, if you're able to give it out, oh man, that, that's that's one of the best feelings ever. <laughs> Feels good. It's twenty-two, yeah. sixteen for fifty-five for Pacheco. I watching the game. I thought he had a better game than he actually did statistically. I was actually surprised he only ended up with sixteen for 50, 55. Hmm. I thought he had more than that. If I just by watching the game and not looking at stats. But, you know, it, it felt like it because of the tough yards, right? It felt like yeah. because turning his legs. And, I mean, it just – he was going – these are hard 55 yards right here. It right? was, as long as it was 11. So, like, he was really – he was hitting them up. It wasn't like he had, like, a 30-yarder and then the rest of the game was, like, ones and twos. It was, like, mm-hmm. three, 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 five, 11, 
three, right, three. Right. <laughs> that 11 yeah, yards was the, the Wildcat yeah. play, too. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But he's still, he's, and he's still, he's still getting there. He, he's almost there. Where he, he's he's he has so much patience now. You can see the difference between his patience now. Yeah, and it was last year. And then there's sometimes he's like, ah, and he's just doing this. Like, okay, man, just bring it down a little bit. Okay, breathe. All right, now go back out there. Right. Mm-hmm. So now, nah, man, I, love, I just love the juice, man. Whatever yeah. he's got, man, he need to be giving. He need to give that around the locker room. That's what he needs to do. Shoot. Strike that pre workout before the uh, before the games. Take a du- take so. a double take a double scoopage. To help him uh, pass block better, they tell him just imagine you have the ball in your hands because he runs so hard. Just be like yeah. pass block like you have the ball in your hands, dude. <laughs> right? Hit him right in his chest if you need to. Yeah, I like um, the distribution though. I like the uh, Pacheco doing most of the running, and then McKinnon seemed to be a little more involved than uh, than usual. So I like the McKinnon third downs, and then um, you know Pacheco most of the downs, and then I'd say it again. Then Ceh for for the mediocrity for the other fillers. <laughs> hey, look, I, you need a better second option. We, we re, It's becoming more obvious, and I used to be a big CEH guy or defender. Yeah, we, It's coming to the point where we, even for four carries a game, we need to just not have like one yard on each one of those, you know? Yeah, I see, man. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not so down on CEH like some people are. I'm, I'm just not. And the reason is because he is taking so many hits off Pacheco. Right, he, he's a good change of pace. You know, he'll get three or four yards. He'll skirt like a little, you know, here and there on some things. But it's just, I, I think, because when he comes in, you know, he's so underwhelming at times because of, of some. And look, hey, and look, man, look, I'm looking at the blocking scheme. It's not the greatest of blocks when he comes in either. Okay, yes. I'm just being honest with you. Because I see some. I don't want to name some names, but I see some guys like. Dude, what are you doing? You're not even giving enough effort like you should. Okay. But I ain't gonna do that. I ain't gonna call nobody's name out. I've seen yeah. this dude a couple of some really I'm like, what's going on? You know? <laughs> you have to call that out in your grade the grading show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do that. I'll do that. Yep. Well, you. Yeah, nice uh, nice little plug tomorrow, of course, on Bleach Report, two PM. You can find JD and I doing Monday morning tight end in the afternoon where JD breaks down all the position groups for the game today. Uh, but so last topic before we head out of here, I know everyone wants to go jump to watch that Cowboys Niners game, probably the, the game of the day uh, as far as NFC wise. Um, Travis Kelsey, obviously warrior. Um, you kind of mentioned it already, JD coming out second half Well, that does wonders for the team aspect. And obviously just playing through that. Obviously everyone online was talking, Oh, it's Achilles. ACL, uh, broken ankle. There's a lot of stuff. Everyone was obviously scared and nervous. I was nervous as hell, but when he came out like a, like a, like Kurt Russell in best of times, second half coming out, uh, running, doing laps in the sidelines. Very happy about that. But um, high ankle sprain, so two things, obviously. Uh, one, the obvious, what's wrong with our locker rooms and our star players getting high ankle sprains, Mahomes and Kelsey? What's, what's Burkholo doing over there? Um, <laughs> secondly, um, we play short week, play on Thursday. He, you know, he came in and played, but they, you have the adrenaline pumping. You already got your cleats on. You're not taking that off, and who knows the swelling of what that's going to be tomorrow. And obviously, high ankle springs, that's a, that can range for how severe it is. Right. Thursday game, do we see Travis Kelsey? And is there a risk that we might not even see him uh, Thursday since it's such a short week? Uh, it's a possibility. It just depends on, uh, you know, how the, the swelling, what the swelling looks like. 
Uh, and, you know, you're going against, you know, the the, the donkeys, little, you know, that you, you have to see. You know, <laughs> these guys are floundering. They're they trying to find themselves. Uh, but you you give him rest. So now and immediately ice and all those different things, and you work on it now as much as possible. Monday rest, Tuesday rest, you know, Wednesday is just a short walkthrough. You don't, you don't need you don't need to try practice Travis Kelsey. All you need to know is on the sideline how he's feeling. That's it. You know, are you good to go? And so you might get a little work in if, if and he looks like he's you know he's able to come in and actually play, I don't know, maybe half the games, half the snaps. So be it. But if it's if it seems like something that you don't want to linger, that it get worse, then you know you set him down. You set him down. Tate, your thoughts on Kelsey's injury? If you if you want if you if he was up to you, would you want him to play or would you want him to sit it out? Also, just want to throw this out there. Uh, lines opened up. He's keeping us in suspense with his line. Yeah, I was wondering. I was like, okay. <laughs> we'll never know what the line is. That's it. It was the famous last words, JD. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was the CIA. Um, <laughs> um, well, I'll continue on, I guess, with the answer of that. What, what are sorry, the lines? Sorry, sorry, guys. My my internet, I guess, went spotty. No, that's cool. Uh, ten and a half point favorite. Uh, okay. Well, based on that, um, I mean, you know. It shouldn't be a very hard game, uh, let's you know. But you know they have played us tough. We, you know, we, we can't sleep on them because we just can't do that in the NFL. Period. Um, that's all. It's so hard to be able to say that because it just really depends on what they feel like the long term ramifications could be for playing on it. Um, if there's a lot of swelling, which I'm sure there will be, I, I would not want to risk it. Um, I think uh, we're. It's a short week, but nothing's going to be shorter than how long where we found out last time he couldn't play against the Lions was it the, the day before, pretty much the last <laughs> practice. So it's more time than we had in that game. So hopefully, we'll be able to prepare a little better. Um, and, and even though it wasn't that long ago, you know, Rice and Ross game to game, five weeks of practice, NFL practice is a big deal. So, um, I would not be opposed to sitting him. I, I don't think it's that crazy. I think it's okay to rely on some other guys to step up. Like I said before, up their allowance a little bit. See how they spend that money. So I'm not against it at all. It's a long season, man. We we we. I know people think of it as a you know an 18 week season, but it's not for us. It's like a 22 to 23 game season. So. Right. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, hopefully we'll we'll see what happens on uh, throughout this week. Everyone's gonna be monitoring this. Uh, Thing with Mahomes when he had his high ankle sprain, he had there was that was a Saturday where he got injured, and then we didn't play again until Sunday. So he had he had a, he had a, a seven day eight days where we don't have that with that uh, Kelsey and meaningless or not meaningless, but you know week six regular season game against a team that's floundering. Is that the official diagnosis? That's what Jordan Schultz had tweeted online uh, during the game. That's what they, the team during the game. Hand. Okay. Yeah, we'll find out more. Obviously, we'll do some more te- yeah, we'll we'll find out more, and we'll do some more tests on that. That's that's interesting. That's what it was. It seemed very, yeah, seemed very very low on that leg. So, yeah, as long as it, I mean, it wouldn't, you know, I don't think you know if it was anything about like maybe the Achilles or if it was like maybe a, a broken bone or something, they wouldn't have brought it back yet. Oh yeah, high ankle sprain is probably that's that's probably what it is. Uh, and like you said, it's going to be based off the severity of it. So if it's something that's mild. You know, yeah. What do you do? Because you know you get the rest after that. Um, but 
like you said, man, we, we played Detroit, you know, without him. I think Detroit's a much better team than than uh than the Broncos. And we know we know we're gonna get their best. You know, they, they they're trying to figure it out too. So Yeah. Well, agreed. Uh, three AFC West games in a row coming up. Yep. And three of the um I think I saw a report earlier that the offense, the defenses we're playing are probably amongst the worst uh, pass defenses in the league of the next three matchups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Well, oh. Broncos twice. It's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But all right, guys. Well, we thank everyone for uh, tuning in and being engaged with the, um, with the podcast tonight and the live stream. We love you guys. And um, yeah, so tomorrow, so we, we, we have a weird schedule this week. Obviously it's a short week. So JD and I are going to hammer out the Monday morning grade show tomorrow at two o'clock on Bleacher Report, and then we're going to figure out uh, the our midweek show. And then there will be a post game show directly after the game on Thursday. It'll be Friday morning. Uh, that's going to be our post game show, and that'll be on Bleacher Report. But obviously, we'll post all that stuff on Twitter, so you guys can be up to speed with everything that's going on uh, with the show. So thank you guys for tuning in, and um, hope you guys have a good rest of your Sunday, gentlemen. Love you, fellas. Bye, fellas. Later on, guys. That'd be good. See you guys. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.